0: season two episode nine of the hall of fame show and evan i was a little scared that we might not have something to talk about with the basketball hall of fame because usually it's always the weekend of the all-star game and it kind of made me wait i was refreshing the hoophall.com well all day it wasn't until yeah, tuesday Hoop- yeah i don't think there
1: are any particular surprises there's some nice people to see there but yeah it's uh They they made a big announcement. They're gonna announce it on the jump, but of course that was the middle of the day for me. But uh, yeah, it was. uh, I like I like the group they came up with.
0: Yeah, I I do too. I've got no complaints about the group. I always do about the whole process thereof, and we'll get into more of that. So that's kind of our main event uh, of the evening. We actually kind of prepared a bit, so like we even know the order. We're gonna actually talk about that. Look, Look at us. Don't don't make people think we're competent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we have two wives who would attest to the fact that we're not.
1: Yeah, probably true.
0: I, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, so I guess we'll start off with a kind of a, f- a fluff Hall of Fame in a way, because there's no physical Hall of Fame for it. But if you're a wrestling fan, you really give a shit. The WWE Hall of Fame has announced their first can- or first member of the class of 2021. And it's Molly Holly. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you, I, do you, do you remember, I, I, Molly? I've heard of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you've heard of her. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because they started everything for their 2020 class. They announced a few people for it. And then uh, COVID just went into uh, full gear. So they never had a 2020 cl- uh, ceremony. They're going to have a 2020 ceremony in 2021. They're going to combine it all. Uh, so for the 2020, I believe, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head, it was Jushin Thunder Lager from Japan. Uh, JBL... Uh, British Bulldog, and the Bella Twins. I think by the tone Mm -hmm. of my voice, you can tell how I felt about that one. Right. But uh, Molly Holly's an interesting, well, it's not really that interesting. The one thing that the WWE Hall of Fame will always do is they'll always pick a female. And I'm not dragging them for that. It's just that they have such a shitty record with women's wrestlers up until maybe three, four years ago. Pretty much, mm-hmm. if you're female and you wrestled for them at one point, you're gonna get in. I'm go- I'm talking like prior to like 2015 because they've had some, like the, yeah, we're only tw- like I think only 10 years removed from maybe the last broad panties match, mm. which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's pretty much you strip your opponent down to <laughs> your broad panties
1: oh okay That, that it, it didn't seem like it took that much to try and figure out so it's kind of like that game we used to play uh, as kids where uh, everyone had to crawl around and you had to rip everyone's socks off and if you ever play that if you lost both socks you're eliminated
0: I know that you must be an American thing so that's,
1: anyway I guess it, I guess it's a slightly sexier and more sexist version of that <laughs>
0: We can run with that. Yeah. Um, she actually didn't appear in a whole lot of those. She wrestled mostly in the early 2000s. And unlike mm-hmm. a lot of the women who they were hiring, she she could actually wrestle. She learned how to wrestle. She was pretty good. Was involved in some not very tasteful storylines. Not necessarily involving – because she never appeared in the, in the bra and panties match because she wasn't uh, a lingerie model and I don't – say that those two words lightly because they actually hired people when they saw them in lingerie category catalog categories catalogs i'm not making that up Mm -hmm. that's actually how where they found some of their talent Uh and yeah so what but Nevertheless, no one who ever saw her could ever say that she wasn't one of the better workers, male or female, of her day. So it's a, a pretty – It's It's if you're going to have a woman left over, she is – she probably should have been in there years ago based on who the, who they've had in, ahead of her. So major major congratulations from, from us, for from me, uh, to Molly Holly. Yeah. I mean
1: she's only 43, so that might be part of it. But I did read here that – uh, at age 14, she broke the Minnesota State powerlifting record for mm-hmm. her age group. The previous yeah. record was 75, and G Power lifted 100, which is uh, a significant increase.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, so had some had some interesting sort of gimmick changes along the way. Obviously, her real name is not Molly Holly. They brought her in in the WWE as part of the Holly cousins. Uh, so she was a cousin of hardcore, hardcore and Crash Holly. And then they sort of played off the fact that she was a virgin at the time, because uh, she was saving herself for marriage. And Stephanie McMahon learned about that, and they ran with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then because of her powerlifting background, mm-hmm. they also sort of made reference to her ample behind.
1: Got it. Yeah. Uh,
0: not exactly... Something you're going to put on the highlight reel when when they're do, when they're doing that the, sort of the clips, I would think when they're doing sort of like a two, the, the two minute video. And we congratulate Molly Holly for entering the WWE Hall of Fame. That might be some things to leave out. Having said that, it's it's what would be left off of hers is certainly a lot less. What's the word I'm looking for? A lot a lot less crass than what would be the case for a lot of the other women who have gotten in. Mm. there so, we go with Mo- with
1: Molly Holly and who in your opinion the uh, biggest oversight for female wrestlers for the
0: uh, yeah to answer your question I would say that would be uh, a lady by the name of Victoria or she wrestled as Victoria her real name Lisa Marie Vron uh, around the same time actually they wrestled against each other at Wrestlemania 20 and Yeah, that would be probably my my biggest want in terms of any remaining female wrestler. After that, I I don't know. Okay. Just wondering. Either way, I'm very happy with this choice. I have no idea how large this class is going to be, if it's going to be really anymore I'm sure they don't even know what they want to do yet there may not even be an actual whole ceremony it might be very similar to what the Rock all did just do a two hour special which hey that actually worked out way better than we thought didn't it?
1: Yeah it did I I still say that that was a great special that they did so I uh, Mm I thought thought was I thought it was pretty good uh, and a pretty cool way to do it given the circumstances yeah honestly everyone's done a decent job given the circumstances
0: the baseball hall. So, that, oh God, no, that that's so true, and I, I just don't see that. We could go on and on about that, and we have, so we won't. So, speaking of things that are dying, how about things that are dead? <laughs> huh?
1: That that was a transition, my friend. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, we had a few. I guess we might as well start in wrestling. Uh, do you have anything to say about Buddy Colt? Did you know who he was? No, nah,
0: I, I, I didn't know who he was. I, I know that he w- he worked in the NWA, but I never saw him wrestle.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering. So he he was uh, back when they had the uh, the regional stuff for uh, for wrestling. He won heavyweight championships in fifty state big time wrestling, central states championship wrestling, Florida, Georgia championship wrestling, and western states so he was a guy who traveled all around the place and kept running titles uh, he also was the pilot of a plane which crashed uh, near Tampa in 1975 killing one of his uh, one of the other members of uh, mid-south wrestling Bobby Shane um, which was one of the one of the uh, I guess more infamous things that or more famous things about him I guess uh, but he passed away from Parkinson's and dementia. Oh. Um, which is, which is a surprise, but he was born in 1936. Mm-hmm. So man was 85 years old. So that, at that point, that may have nothing to do with the fact he wrestled for so long. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure that didn't help. So, um, we also had, I guess, starting with, um, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll go with the, the, uh, uh, the last of the Flying Wilendas passed away. By the way, I don't know if oh. you saw that this week. No, uh, I didn't. Carlo Carlo the last of the original Flying Wallendas, uh, the daughter of Carl, um, she passed away. At, it's unclear what year she was born, um, but she uh, she was the last surviving child. She passed at the age of 85, so I guess she was born in 36 as well or 35. But they they weren't really quite sure as to uh, what year she was actually born, which was kind of weird. We have a, she passed away uh, of, I actually didn't say what she passed away of, but she passed away earlier this week. We also lost um, a couple of uh, Canadian legends, I guess. I guess the lesser known Canadian legend would be Chris Schultz, who is a, on the all time team for the Toronto Argonauts, 91 grade, uh, great cup champion, Two-time CFL All-Star, three-time uh, CFL East All-Star. Uh, passed away at the age of 61. He was originally drafted by the uh, Cowboys, but ended up in Canadian, uh, Canadian League and was one of the really good offensive linemen up yeah, there for I a long time. I remember him. He passed away with, uh, I'm sorry? No, I remember him, yeah. Yeah, he passed away of a heart attack at 61, uh, actually last Thursday, but it wasn't reported until after my death march last week, so... Match I got in this week, uh, but more famous I guess was uh, uh, the father of uh, some guy named mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky, Walter Gretzky. Walter Gretzky, Gretzky. Wow.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was just gonna say because, uh, like, so like an, a legend. Obviously, uh, Wayne's a, Wayne's a legend, not just in, in Canada, but I think really in all of sports. But his legend was so big that Walter became a celebrity. And I, I think when people think of sort of like fathers of sports people, you might be thinking of like Tiger Woods' dad or the Williams sisters' dad or to a lesser degree, I remember when he was a Blue Jay, Colby Rasmus' dad, who wouldn't, he was just annoying as all hell. Walter was this kind, sweet soul. I mean, if he pushed his kids, you'd never know it from, the, from any interview he did. I mean I'm I'm sure he did – I'm I'm sure he obviously – he did push them to some degree. But he wasn't one of those overbearing people who wanted to be on – wanted to be in the spotlight at all. Like just people wanted to talk to him in Canada because he's the father of Wayne Gretzky. So from the way I understood it, uh, people in Brantford, which is only like an hour away from where I grew up, you know, like there was no bad words to say about Walter, nothing. Is it's and yes? He became a, a Canadian celebrity, not because he really did anything other than became. Well, he was someone's famous. He was a famous dad, but he was just an all-around right. good guy. From what everything I remember and all in the interviews that he would do, like, "Oh, it's Walter Gretzky on. Like, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well," you know, just in the Canadian accents uh, that I try to suppress, and sometimes I'm successful.
1: Yeah, and I think he's probably one of the most famous sayings that Gretzky ever had. And I know how much you love Gretzky's uh, sayings and the way he talks. <laughs> uh, but one of the most, one of the most favorite sayings is the one that he that his dad would say: uh, "Don't go where the puck is; go to where it's going to be." Yes. And um, uh, yeah, go to where it's going, not where it's been. And that's how he it was good at anticipating and, and things along those lines. That his, he credited his dad for all of that. So his dad kind of became this, like, Mr. Miyagi-type legend. Because not like, at least for me as a kid, because you hear him talk about something from his dad all the time, but I'd never seen his dad do anything. It's just like this kind of almost seemed like a mystical guy on top of a mountain they had to go to for your hockey wisdom, uh, who ended up being the father of, I mean, most people would yeah. been the greatest hockey player of all time. There are people who still hold off for Gordie Howe.
0: Uh, but, I, I mean, most people would say Gretzky's the best. Yeah, uh, as, as a kid, I, I, I was in that camp. I, I now have him number three behind Howe and Orr. Having said that, there was no bigger star in Canada than Wayne Gretzky. Period. Yeah. I, I still remember where so- I was the day he was traded from the Oilers to the Kings. And then, and then, making sure I bought a newspaper so that I'd have it.
1: Mm-hmm. You remember where you we were when we moved from the Kings to the Blues? No, <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> not at all. Um,
1: anyway, uh, Walter Gretzky passed after complications of falling and breaking his hip mm. um, at at the age of eighty two. Um, he, he fell three weeks ago, and that's the complications at eighty two. Sometimes you're. Weird stuff happens with your body when you fall. So, um, but yeah, Canada's hockey dad is is, uh, no more. I actually forgot one other Canadian who also passed away. A member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. uh, Former Red Sox and Expo and Red Sox again and Cardinal and Philly and Red. uh, Real Cormier. Oh. uh, Pitcher passed away at the age of
0: 53. Oh, I didn't know he died
1: yeah he had uh he had uh, pancreatic cancer um, but he he had all sorts of cancer so he had he had lung tumors and all sorts of stuff, so he'd been really sick apparently the last couple of years um, Cormier was a very good i mean he was a very good player for the Red sox uh, he was only there for a few seasons, but he was he was competent at a time where the Red sox were not necessarily a competent team um he pitched in the for the Canadian team in the World Baseball Classic uh, back in 2006 and um, uh and uh, uh also represented uh, Canada in the 1987 Pan American Games um and for the uh, 88 Summer Olympics in Seoul when uh baseball wasn't an official sport yet but
0: a demonstration sport so yeah, never understood a, a demonstration well, sport what does that the, mean, I mean? I'm sorry? What does that mean, a demonstration sport?
1: Meaning, meaning that, that it's a sport that they have competition for, but don't get medals because they want to have it considered to be an actual sport for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, for, for example, uh, I know this because I actually know one of the people who is going to be on the team. Um, uh, so karate, believe it or not, has never been an official Olympic sport it's supposed to be in Tokyo in 2020, which is now Tokyo 2021. Uh, but one of the people on the U S women's team is, a 20 now, probably 21 year old girl who actually, uh, her sister is, uh, I, cause I, so I take karate. I've, I've been off with the COVID, but he, her sister who was, the, is like the first alternate for the team, uh, is my coach, my karate coach at my little thing here over in, uh, in my the, the, the community center right around the corner for me. Um, but, yeah, so karate's been a demonstration sport for a while, but this is the first time it's going to be an action sport. Because every time they put a sport in, they essentially kick another one out. Um, so they they are looking all the time for sports that have wide enough appeal uh, that that enough places play. So baseball, while well, it's played in the U.S. and the – caribbean and japan and probably i mean korea taiwan places like that it isn't like there's a ton of italian uh french russian baseball teams out there so it's hard to necessarily convince the ioc to let a sport exist that doesn't have a lot of european representation
0: except for women's hockey
1: Well, I mean, there's, there's got to be women's representation in women's hockey for, I mean, European representation. No, I know,
0: but only two countries are any good.
1: Oh, well, true. But I mean, but the other countries that play are all European. Uh... Yeah. It's, it's Canada and the United States, and the only other countries are Norway, Sweden, Finland, I know, I know, Germany, Japan, just... Russia. So I guess it works that way. And since they already have a men's sport, it's not like adding a new sport.
0: It's That's just, true. Uh, That's very like, true. It's
1: like, it's like having like 17 different ways you can win a gold medal in snowboarding. Now they have like the snowboarding, like uh roller derby for lack of a better name, where like all the four of them go down and they're racing and someone an automatic always falls down. And like, whatever that version of snowboarding is, they can keep adding new events in an, in a discipline that already exists. So adding women's hockey uh hockey is men male hockey is widely accepted enough that having women's hockey makes them look good even if only two countries are.
0: and it's not adding a new sport not very true so, good that's a very good point i stand corrected no well, but at the same point you did have a point
1: <laughs> um so anyway uh moving moving figure with hockey uh we also lost Matt, uh Mark Pavlich this week.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, US Hockey Hall uh well, I don't know if he's in the ho- Hall of Fame, but member of the US team in 1980.
1: Yeah, actually had the assist uh the on Yuri uh Urizioni's goal to beat the Russians. Um he had two assists in that game. He was 63 years old. He was in a halfway house and was found dead while there.
0: Oh, I didn't um, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. He had some issues at the end. Uh, his sister thinks that he was suffering from CTE. Um, Mm. and, uh, he was in a mental health hospital for treatment and was found dead in the, in the, in the facility. Um, he, uh, towards the end of his life, he started getting very erratic and violent and it wouldn't be surprising if that had something to do with that. Um, so, yeah, but he, is, I mean, a sad way for him to end, but again, one of the most important players on that U.S. team, um, and had a decent career. He played uh, 355 games in the NHL, despite never being drafted.
0: So That's one hell of an accomplishment. To, to make it, just to make it to the NHL and never been drafted is, is one thing, but a 355 game career, like, a like hats off to you. That's yeah. impressive. He played for the Rangers, North Stars, and ended with the, the San Jose Sharks. Sure, I've gotten um, one in of their, the cards their, cards their inaugural
1: year in '91.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, all right, let's see. Let's fly through a couple of these. Um, oh, actually, here's what I did want to talk about. Do you know who Tony Hendro was?
0: Tony Hendro?
1: Hendra. H e n d r a. This has to do more with your fictitious uh, music hall than anything else.
0: Oh, sorry. Yes, I do. I do. Uh, that he—I pl- forget the name of the character he played, but he was in. Uh, I believe he was the manager in this is Spinal Tap.
1: He was the manager in this is Spinal Tap. Correct. Um, another, another person who had a tough end of his life. He was accused of all sorts of sexual abuse allegations ah, by shit. his uh, uh, by uh, his daughter, uh, back ah. in 2005 she She actually wrote a book called how to cook your daughter, uh, about all this sort of stuff. But he, he passed <laughs> away at the age what? of, uh, 79.
0: All um, right. So let's sorry. not vote for him. Cause you can now vote for in the fictitious, uh, rock and roll hall of fame. You can vote for contributors now, of which his character is one. He's not getting my vote now.
1: Yeah. Understood.
0: Um, Jesus. Okay.
1: We also lost um from, from uh, Stevie Van Zandt's favorite band, not in the rock Hall, Alan Cartwright, the bassist for or one of the bassists, because they've had so many people over the years, for Pro Call Harem, uh passed away with uh, from stomach cancer. Um he was seventy five uh when he or, yeah, seventy yeah, seventy-five when he passed. Um so he was their third basis of like eight, uh, and he. But he was probably around long enough that if Procol harem somehow ever did get inducted, uh, he probably would be
0: in the hall. Did um, you see? There. Did you see uh, Stevie Ray? Because somebody asked him about this. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember exactly. I'm actually trying to look this up here. Uh, what, like what exactly he, ha- he said, and so he was actually whining about how Procol Harum's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's like, aren't you one of the more influential people who could actually help put them on the ballot all the time?
1: Yeah, and he got them on the ballot that one time. Um, And uh, I love "Whiter Shade of Pale. It's an incredible song, but it's hard for me to justify their induction over 150 to 200 other bands. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Ugh, well, off the top in my head i don't know about that many yeah. i'm, a, I'm a, sort of a big fan of conquistador okay but where do they fall on your list uh I have to look it up i know they're in the top hundred
1: Oh, they are top hundred yeah uh, that's higher than i would one but um, yeah, there, there are a lot of bands I think deserve it more than pro call harem.
0: Oh, no he's, 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 uh, he's, actually yapping uh, here, uh, two hours ago, the rock hall is not a popularity contest. I'm not suggesting whether grand funk should be in or not, but record sales are not a factor. At least that was the thinking when the hall was conceived. Now maybe he's just doing a Q and a here on everything. Entirely possible. why is someone uh, not asking him, like, how come you just sort of like throw out your record collection and say, let's, let's, let's create these things. And by the way, he's not a real gangster. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to. And he to...
1: no longer plays
0: one on TV. Yes, he no longer uh, plays uh, one on TV. And Van Zant is not Italian. The van should sort of tip you off on that. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, uh, sticking with I guess fiction on stuff. Well, I guess it wasn't fiction, uh, but someone who I thought we should I should bring up uh, documentary filmmaker Leon Gass passed away. He wrote. He was the director of the really awesome and actually Oscar winning nineteen ninety six documentary When We Were Kings about uh, the thriller in Manila. Yeah. Uh, between uh, uh, between Ali and and what uh, can I think? Ali and Fraser, right? No, sorry. It's the Rumble of the Jungle between Ali and Foreman. That's sorry, I had the wrong one. Uh, I saw that a long time ago, probably in my early twenties. But it's a really, really great documentary. It won the uh, it won the Academy Award. And he passed away a few days before his 85th birthday. He actually, um, I'm sorry, a few days after his 85th birthday. Um, but yeah, so he passed away at the age of 84 um, earlier this week. Um, also had, uh, uh, from the world of music, we had, uh, I guess Cleveland had a really bad week. Uh, kind of local legend in Cleveland, Michael Stanley passed away at the age of 72. One of those guys who was just like the soul of music of a city and just really popular in one place, but doesn't necessarily make a huge hit, had huge hits all over other places. I mean, he had, he had a top 40 hit, Uh, on the U.S. pop charts from 1980 called He Can't Love You um and he charted seven other times all between 80 and 83 uh but he was uh he's it's one of those people who like the the rock hall when he died posted something about him and how sad the entire Cleveland music community was at his passing at the age of 72 earlier this week so he had uh, he had lung cancer um also passing away from the city of Cleveland is uh, uh, NBA Hall of Famer um, uh, Joe Tate, their longtime announcer. Uh, from, from their inception of 1970 through the 2010-11 season, uh, he was elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame with the Kurt Gowdy Media Award in 2010. Um, but he was basically the voice on the radio for the Cavaliers through all the terrible, terrible years and then it got to end with the uh, middle of uh, LeBron James, uh, LeBron James's time there. So uh, he passed away at the age of 83 earlier this week. Uh, and just by the way, not that he passed away, but my brother actually called his last uh, Notre Dame basketball game yesterday. Um, they won their first round game against against. Uh, uh, Wake Force in, in dramatic fashion. He got one of his patented got it calls, and then their second round game against uh North Carolina, they almost got doubled up. It was like 101 to 58, it was close mm. to being doubled up, but um, yeah, he is officially now retired and moving on to other things. So, congrats to my brother. I know it's a weird thing for the, the countdown, but we are talking about matches. so um. And then I guess two more and then we'll we'll go. I just want to bring up Josie Stoffel, who passed away. He was the greatest ever athlete from the country of Luxembourg. Uh, He competed in uh, five straight uh, Olympic Games as uh, the only competitor uh, for them and won the Luxembourg men's uh, gymnastics title 16 consecutive years, which I suppose is a thing we should be proud of, but uh, it can't be that much co- that much, that much competition, but there aren't that many people who actually competed in five straight Olympic games? So no, I thought that was worthy of at least mentioning. Uh, and lastly, do you know probably the most important person uh, from uh, in our lives who passed away this week in terms of changing our lives? Lou Otten passed away at the age of 96
0: oh yeah yeah yes uh, yes uh, my, my friend sent me about that he invented the ta- the cassette tape
1: he invented the cassette tape and was also involved in the development of the cd so oh. he did more he did more for the mass consumption of music than pretty much anyone since marconi um so yeah lou Ottens passed away at the age of 94 although i did see the joke that uh he was dead on the table. They stuck a pen in him, and he, he worked for a little. He was living for a little while longer. <laughs> um, so, sorry, sorry, bad joke. Uh, but no, he passed away age ninety four. But seriously, someone who I had no idea who he was. You know that people have to get all these things. Mm-hmm. You have no idea who they are until they pass away. Um, so, yeah. So could, Godspeed to the man who was uh, was responsible for. Allowing so many people to enjoy the music out there. He made a lot of people a lot of money.
0: And the beige mistress was quiet?
1: uh, At least with athletes, we did lose a uh, Hungarian art historian named Gabriela Kernatz and a uh, jazz pianist named Janos Gonda, neither of whom I have much to say about. Uh, So unless she was in, in that area, she was fairly quiet this week.
0: Okay. She, so, like, no letters from her. So she's not taking uh, responsibility.
1: She's not taking responsibility. So, although mm. I, do, I do want to say uh, one one other thing before we get into something serious mm-hmm. The Mass Singer started last night. I don't know if you heard anything I about that. I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, but again, it's The Mass Singer, so it's not really that serious. Um, but there was a woman online who. I was looking stuff up to try and figure out stuff beforehand there's one online line I can't find her tweet again who said just one of these times I want it to be like something that's way too on the nose like they have a frog costume and Kermit the frog is in there and then Kermit the frog was in the snail costume and she came back she goes oh my god guys I was completely kidding (laughs) I just thought that was really impressive like an hour before the episode she just jokes that she wishes Kermit the frog was there and then Kermit the frog was there
0: Okay, so I, that's I, I, good. I don't watch this show so like d- when they did that did they have them? S- did they have this guy sing like because w- I don't know who's do- who does the vo- voice of Kermit now obviously it's not Jim Henson anymore uh, since no. he's been dead forever
1: and it, 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 it's not the guy who's done Kermit for a while either they switched over the guy who did Kermit got fired three years ago oh um, he's been there for a long time he got he, or he got let go or whatever about three years ago and so they have a new person there. So I heard the voice, and, and uh, I was like, that sounds like someone trying to be someone else's voice is what it was. So I was like, that sounds like someone from his voice, because I'm not used to this version of Kermit again. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, like, took – the snail was wearing a top hat on his shell. So clearly the head was in the top hat, but he was on, the snail was like, on, was, like, motorized on wheels. So they took the top hat off, and there was nobody there. And then Kermit's hand snuck up, and then he pops his head out. So, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, it was on it was on my Yahoo feed this uh, I guess this morning. It just said like uh, the most famous uh, ge- guest they ever had. So of course I clicked. Like Kermit the Frog. Oh, yeah, I guess like that is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely no one that's on the show is more famous than Kermit. Hopefully, this doesn't so, get. Uh, uh, Cancelled in 38 years for something inappropriate that Ken Jeong <laughs> might have said. Yeah, you never know. I don't um, know. What's... I will
1: say it did, it, it did save Danny Trejo, who is clearly a raccoon. I don't care what else anyone says, but it was clearly Danny Trejo was a cat, raccoon, and they're guessing like, incredible stupid people. That was the thing, too, with Kermit. Someone guessed it was Ted Cruz for Kermit.
0: There's a joke there. I just don't know what it is.
1: I'm not sure either, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, but there was uh, yeah. Danny Trejo was really really bad, but it was kind of funny how bad he was. It wasn't bad like uh, like uh, Mickey Rourke was last year or last season, but he he was he was having fun, but not good. But uh, he I, I'm just presuming didn't want. I think it's is it Steve Whitmire? I think it's Steve Whitmire uh, who plays current now. Uh, They didn't want him in that snail costume for too many episodes because he was better than Danny Trejo. But anyway.
0: Okay. So So the Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, they announced their finalists. And the interesting thing, too, is you never know how many finalists it's going to be. Last year we had five on the North American side. Yeah. Here we have 10 yeah, now. So, yeah, that was the thing. I
1: actually, after they announced the finalists, I went back and finally created a spreadsheet of everybody who is in the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. And it is all over the place as to who got elected from where and what. I kind of wanted to play a game where I just gave you uh, names, the name of someone who is either, uh, either had died this week who you had never heard of, or was in the basketball Hall of Fame, and have you guessed <laughs> which one they were?
0: <laughs> but and by the way, yeah. I've heard of all of them. I'm sorry. Okay, because, oh, these ones. Yes.
1: So these ones, you've definitely heard of every single one of them. Yes. Uh, with the possible exception of. Of uh, Lita Andrews, no. uh, but she's been a fine...
0: That's why I knew who she was. So many
1: times I would not have known who she was.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the only reason. Obviously, I knew who she was was because she's been nominated before, and I've written about it. But other, but yeah, I'm I'm familiar with all of them. So there we go, zero that I did not know. Oh, um, it's it's weird,
1: man. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs>
0: I'm, sure, I'm sure they're going to be have some direct elect people I've never heard of.
1: Yeah, well, that, that also always happens, so.
0: So let's, let's look through these, um, and as we're going through them, if we have a, our fictional ballot, just say if you'd vote for them or not.
1: Uh, are we limiting ourselves on how many? Because that's the thing about the hall. You don't know how many people they actually are going to let in. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Uh, so so I'd say no. Just, ballot, you, need, you need 75%. So we're not limiting ourselves? No, just uh, my understanding, too, is I don't think they have a limit. Okay. I could be wrong on that. If I'm wrong, someone correct me, please. But I'm just going to say who I would vote for in this group. And, you, you know, sure. do the same as we're sort of going. I guess we'll just sort of do this alphabetically. Uh, Rick Edelman, uh, two, uh, coach, two t- brought the Portland Trailblazers twice to the finals. Ninth all-time in wins. Uh, certainly worthy as a finalist. Does not get my vote, though.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, here's the thing: if this were, is, is this a normal hall or is this the basketball?
0: Basketball. Well, if it's yeah. a basketball,
1: if the basketball hall, then he's in. Mm-hmm. If it's a normal hall, it's a discussion. So, given the standards of this hall, he should be in. So, if, um, so I guess I'd vote for him, but I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent. As to whether or not he should be in. He's very, very borderline. But seeing as who else is in this
0: hall, he should be in. I think because so. I also, too, I should have uh, put a caveat here. I forced myself to limit at five. Oh, well, that's different then. Yeah, so, right. so but that's what I chose to do. If
1: five, then, he- then heck no.
0: Yeah, but that's what I chose to do. You don't necessarily have to because there's no limit. That's just something that I'm well, choosing. Let's,
1: let's, 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 let's play it that way because it's more fun. Because otherwise, all these people are deserving.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so, All right. Edelman's a no for me for that reason, but if he gets in, i, I got no problem with any of these people getting in. No, uh, absolutely not. Uh, so, continuing with the alphabet, Chris Bosch, who was very vocal last year about not being nominated, but this did him a favor. He's now the number two guy <laughs> on this because he's going to get in. Eleven-time All Star, yeah. two-time champion, he's in, and he's not. And he's not going yeah. in his fourth banana. He's going in his second. <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bosch is clearly by any any of these uh, standards. I mean, if, if this were baseball, he wouldn't even be on the ballot. Probably, they'd probably find a way to keep him off. Uh, but in in basketball, he's certainly worthy with with all the people and I would say boss should definitely be it. And And he's he's clearly the second, he's clearly the second best person on this, Mm -hmm. on this, uh, ballot. And there are people who would argue he's better than, than the guy you're going to get to later. But I, I I obviously disagree. So,
0: and I'm with you on that one. Uh, Obviously I'm sort of with you on that one. If I'm calling him the number two, uh, and I also, as a Raptors fan, I got to see him play quite a bit. Uh, I never thought, though, because Bosch would say all the time, oh, I'm an obvious Hall of Famer. He said that many times before, that he was a first ballot. And I never saw him that way. When you're only an all-NBA guy once, and he Mm -hmm. never carried the Raptors that far on his own. Mm -hmm. You know, he couldn't. And, again, that's not necessarily a shot at him. There's a lot of players like him in the Naismith Hall. People who were really, really good but they just needed some. They needed a lot of help. I mean, they, I think they all sort of have realized that at this point in, in basketball, this is not a, a league anymore where you can single handedly carry a team, and, then, and we've seen it happen. Right. But those days are done. Uh, for me, my then we got so we both agree on Bosch. Uh, Michael Showtime Cooper. I like him. Yeah. I don't like him that much. (laughs) If I, if I have him as a, as a top five guy,
1: I mean, he was defensive player of the year in 87. Mm -hmm. He has five first team, all NBA defensive teams in 82, 84, 85, 87, 88. Uh, he also has the, uh, Kennedy award for outstanding services community, which is essentially the Walter Payton award for basketball. um, He's so we're limiting to five. That's why I'm actually going back through him looking then. So, who do I not vote for out of these people? So, it's one, two, three, four. Well, if I'm limiting myself to five, then the answer is no mm-hmm. on this one. So, if we're right, I mean, he, 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 he's someone who I Again, I have no trouble with him getting in, but if I'm limiting myself to five, looking at this, he's probably
0: seventh oh, yeah. okay. on my list. And you're including the? Are you categorizing this as just the men or the women? I'm doing. I'm, I'm looking at just North American candidates. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, the,
1: the, 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 the women's committee candidates are different. Okay. I'm just looking at just one ones from North American.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, so we're both pretty much the same on that. Uh, Tim Hardaway, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, it's – you know what I was mm-hmm. – right after this, no, this nomination came out, so I, I spent a little bit of time to see if any anyone was sort of talking about him in, in a bad sort of way for being nominated. Like uh, and the Naismith Hall of Fame uh, has nominated known homophobe Tim Hardaway – I couldn't find one. Interesting. Couldn't find it. Now, I don't know if that's more of a testament to how little the sports world really cares about the Basketball Hall of Fame in general. It might change if he gets in. Mm -hmm. But that is something that I thought I'd look at, because that is something that I brought up a couple of weeks ago, someone who I openly wonder, has he been punished, and have they felt that he's been punished enough?
1: Yeah, if we're limiting ourselves to five, though, I mean, he was NBA All NBA first team once. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's eight, he's eighteenth in NBA history and with seven thousand points. He uh, was WAX Player of the Year, which does matter mm-hmm. in this whole thing. He won an Olympic gold medal. Mm-hmm. Um, he was won the jack mcmahon award for most inspirational player uh i just if i'm only if i'm limiting myself to five he's my
0: fourth he's I my first he's guy my out Fourth
1: player. yeah i think he's my fourth player which makes him my first guy out yeah Again, they, we, I'm I'm rooting for him. If we're playing the game though, where we're trying to limit ourselves to five, I think the answer is no mm-hmm.
0: for me. But and I'm the same. So, but again, any one of these guys could get in. It wouldn't shock me at all. Well, I mean, I think we know it's going to be Pierce and Bosch for sure. Like th- those right. are well, well in, in this category, and th- there's another lock that we're going to get to in the women's category. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mark Johnson.
1: Yeah. Uh, he is I think gonna have the toughest climb I agree. to get in. He's been nominated he's been nominated before first time I went back, the first time I was nominated was two thousand nineteen. And then last year everyone they nominated got in. Um so this is really his second time in the ballot, even though he's been retired since when did he retire even? Like nineteen eighty eight? Something like that. Somewhere around there. Um he is a member of the Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. And again, this is Basketball Hall of Fame, not even the Professional Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so college stuff does matter. Um, but I think that it's a little bit I, – I think that we need to
0: clear a little bit out before we get to Mark Johnson. I agree. I agree. So that's a no for both of us. Uh, so the guy yeah. we have as our number one, uh, Paul Pierce. My One of my three favorite athletes
1: uh, in Boston of my watching time. I love Paul Pierce. So
0: him, Taco Fall, and? Nah, yeah.
1: No, right, my, my three favorite athletes. Um, well, I mean, not counting I, Brady is a whole separate issue. So my, my favorite Celtic of my lifetime to watch is Pierce. My favorite Bruin of my lifetime. And I watched some really good Bruins. I love Neely and I love Bork, but God, I love Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite Red Sox, of course, is, 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 uh, Poppy. Uh, cause that dude was just like, where everyone else is just being a complete jerk about everything with the Red Sox season. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, he just continues <coughs> to be his awesome self. Um, and then of course, you got, you got everybody for, for football, I mean, Teddy Bruski is still way up there. Troy Brown is way up there, and Brady's his own category. So, but anyway, yeah, I, I love I love Paul Pierce.
0: Is um, there any yeah, I mean, scenario you can times, see where where Pierce yeah. is uh where Pierce isn't the headliner and Bosch takes that spot? I
1: I mean, there are. Wait, that's the first part of the question. I missed.
0: Because oh, no, I, I, well, I think we both agree that, and I think almost everyone's going to agree, that Pierce and Bosch are go, going in, and they're the top two names. Do, mm-hmm. uh, do they headline? We, we expect that they would headline with Pierce. Is it possible they would headline with Bosch?
1: Uh, I, think, I think the answer to that is no, because Pierce, again, Pierce needed Garnett and Allen to win the championship. But when they did win the championship, he was the MVP mm-hmm. of the finals. Um, and he was 10-time All-Star. He's second in points for the most storied franchise. I'll say finally one of the two, but I still think the most storied franchise in basketball. Like He's second in points. He's ahead of everybody but John Havlicek on the Celtics, and if the Celtics had kept him instead of trading him to the Nets, he would have been number one because he's only like less than 2,000 points behind. Um, so he, if he would played a couple more seasons – or even a a two-and-a-half for the Celtics, he would have broken that record. Um, I I just think that if Pierce played for, not meaning to offend any team, but if Pierce had his career for the Sacramento Kings, it might be different. But it's like if you play for the Lakers or the Celtics and you're one of the top people anywhere on their list, you're automatically higher on the list. No offense to Bosch. But the Raptors and Heat were Heat where he clearly seemed to be third banana. Uh, and the Raptors, which until la- two seasons ago really didn't necessarily matter as a franchise. I hate saying that, but they're a franchise where nobody wanted to stay long-term. Um, and even the guy who brought them their championship is only there for that season. Mm-hmm. I-, I think that, I think that's a big difference. Oh, fair so, enough. I can't, I can't imagine a scenario except for maybe in Miami or Toronto where, where Pierce isn't the national headliner.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Well, although this one could be a headliner, Bill Russell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this is interesting because he only coached for like, how many games is that? 600 games. Um, But he was the first ever African-American coach of any team in the four major sports. And he did it while being a player on that team, mm-hmm. and nobody on that. And he had such respect that nobody on that team thought that that was a problem, um, which is saying something in as racist a place as Boston was in the end of the nineteen sixties in and into the early nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's amazing that he. I know he was inducted as a player way back in nineteen seventy five, um, and it's amazing that. It's taken him this long to be nominated as a coach just for what he means to to the sport in general. Um, But he is here. I I think that just what he had to take on, even though it's not that long a period of time, Russell going in as a coach is something that should happen. So he is one of the five people I'm voting for.
0: I I, yeah, me too. Uh, I I think. Although he obviously wasn't nearly as successful in Seattle and Sacramento, I mean he was doing that in the '70s, so still breaking ground as an African American coach. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in Boston, I mean, like, and as you mentioned, Boston is a far more racist city. And sorry, but I guess it is than Seattle and Sacramento.
1: Possibly. I mean, Boston. Bo- bo- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Boston isn't racist. I'm just saying it's hard to compare it to late 1960s Seattle and Sacramento because they did not matter Mm -hmm. on the national figure fix. Seattle's a much more important place now than it was in the end of the 1960s. And Sacramento is still the 10th, 11th biggest city in California.
0: I don't even know. Uh,
1: So so they're they're just not – it's not the same as being – one of the blue blood cities on the east
0: coast with all the stuff going on yeah so so i I think that also matters sort of like breaking down those walls that helped other uh, uh, like just helped other coaches succeed and it wasn't that he didn't you and you can't just sort of like look at russell and say well okay yeah look at all the talent around him yeah that we're getting old and still put everything Mm -hmm. together it's, yep. a lo- it's a lot harder to defend when everyone's coming at you.
1: Yep. And everyone came at him all the time. Uh, I think Jack pointed this out. In his career, he won the, he won the championships in college. It's 55 and 56. Lost in the finals in 57. Won in 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65. Uh lost in 67. I think 66, I'm 67. He won 68 and 69. That's stupid insane. (laughs) In 15 years, he won 13 championships.
0: If Bill Russell is not an inaugural member of what we've put together, that we're going to talk about in great depth next week, I might blow the whole thing up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's certain people like, there's certain people, well, we'll, we'll get to that, but again, next week, yeah. we're, we're, we're badly teasing it now because people should sort of know we're about. But if it's like Muhammad Ali, or the person I'm worried about, like I told you, the person I'm worried about is Jim Thorpe. Mm-hmm. Like, Thorpe is someone who could just get a little bit forgotten in this whole process. Uh, and I just don't, there are just certain people that have to be there, and Russell was one of those people who has to be in that first group. At the same time, though, we're going to end up with people who are like, I can't believe, uh, let's throw out a name, like Mark Spitz, isn't, isn't one of the people. You know what I mean? It's, it's entirely possible some of the greatest people at their sport are just not going to get in because of the way we're doing them. Our will order uh, Edwin Moses by that cure of people who probably should be there. Um, Babe Didrikson Zaharias.
0: Um, so people like that. So I don't know. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so another person who is, got my vote, Ben Wallace. I love this guy. Love, love, love him. Four time -time defensive
1: defensive player of the year. Yep.
0: And I, I don't know for sure. I should, I should check this. I would imagine if he gets in, he would probably be the one with the lowest PPG. Probably. It would have to be. I don't know for sure, but it's got to be.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So here's what it comes down to. We're doing five. I have three people. I have the three W people all mixed up together. So if we're if we're only doing five, Pierce, Bosch, Russell, then we got the three Ws. Two, one of these guys
0: is not going to have to make it.
1: And I feel like,
0: oh my goodness. I don't think, I don't think Wallace is getting in. I'm just saying he's my vote.
1: Yeah, I think Wallace is actually, not Hardaway, but Wallace is my last cut. Because mm-hmm. I think
0: the other two, well, let's just do the other two and then we'll come back to it. Sure. All right, so Chris Weber, who is uh, my final vote. Uh, I've been big on Weber, as you know, for for a long, long time. I feel that he's been unjustly or unfairly punished for the the booster situation at Michigan, which is now that that, uh, ban has been lifted. So he's now allowed to participate at Michigan. So technically, if that's why you're keeping him out, well, that all exists again. Yeah. So you have no reason Uh, to. So.
1: Go, going back going to back, Jack, uh, uh, his whole argument uh, when we were talking in the uh, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame as to why Megatron should be in over Torrey Holt or Reggie Wayne and why he doesn't even really think Reggie Wayne was a Hall of Famer just because at no point there's anyone like, oh my God, that's Reggie Wayne, right? Like Chris Weber was a freaking force mm-hmm. in the league. an absolute und- An absolute problem matchup-wise to players. And as great as Ben Wallace was, no one really had to guard Ben Wallace. Well, They they needed to block him out better on the offensive class. But nobody's really guarding Ben Wallace because they had to. You had to guard Weber. And maybe this is being biased towards offense over defense, which is entirely possible. But Weber was a problem, and I think that makes a difference for me as to whether or not he should get in over Wallace.
0: Yeah, and I've got Weber over Wallace. Wallace is, uh, again, again. I, I'm much bigger. Weber's my third guy. I, I could actually argue him over Bosch, frankly. Interesting. But I, I don't actually see, I see myself in the minority in that one, obviously. But I'm also counting what, what, what an icon he was at Michigan. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Weber changed a culture. It was a big part of it. Yeah, Jalen thinks it's yeah. mostly him, <laughs> but it was Weber. Yeah, yeah. and and I and, and, and we have to look at that whole body right. body right. So that's what right. I feel. I mean, I, I do think you're
1: underselling Dugan Fife uh, on that Michigan team, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what that'll get me every time whenever we're talking we have a hall of fame show and these randos come up I just love how this always happens
1: it, it, it was just a, it was a running joke with my friends I, I went to one of my friends growing up named Nick Dinella. Uh but he loved the Fab Five and so he talked about them all the time and he'd be like and we'd be playing basketball he'd be like you're Weber you're Juwan whoever," and then whoever the worst player is like you're digging pipes And so it became a running joke with us. Uh, No offense to Dugan Fife and his family, but it was just a tough team for that man to be on. But at the same time, I still remember his name, which I can't say for the vast majority of college basketball players in 1989. Um, So, yeah. Anyway.
0: That's a very good point. How 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 many number six or seven guys can you remember on any team, period?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I love those UMass teams in around that in, in ninety five and there's Marcus Candy, Lou Rowe, uh Padilla, I can't remember his first name, and there are a couple other guys. I can't remember the rest of that UMass team. But I can remember the seventh guy in the Fab five, or I'd say the seventh guy. He was probably lower than that, but I still I, I still can remember his name. So and it's probably and again, Duke and Fife is probably the greatest player his high school has ever seen.
0: So. We have to look that up. Yeah. I, I suppose
1: I could right now.
0: All right. So well, while, for for while you're life. doing that, so we've got one final North American nominee. Jay Wright, who I think is definitely Hall of Fame worthy. He's only not – the only reason he's not getting my vote is – is a, and again, I'm only looking at this as if I would vote for five. There's so much time for him. Mm-hmm that I don't feel any kind of urgency at this point. And maybe because it's, he's still active. And yes, with the two national championships, uh, everything he did at Hofstra too, just putting them, giving them relevance, really. Like that alone mm-hmm. uh, places him in a conversation, I think. And Wright, you could argue, is overdue. But I just don't see an mm-hmm. urgency And maybe That's my own personal bias. If Ben, oh, that, sorry, not Ben Wars. Yeah, uh, honestly, if... if uh, if Bill Russell's not on this list and I don't know why I feel like I've got to go four players, one coach. And that's, that's me, I guess. Cause I don't have to do that. I mean, hell, I mean, I could vote for them all. Yeah. It's a pretend ballot. My understanding is you could vote for right. them all. That's just sort of how I feel with that. Right. I don't know. What do you think? Yep.
1: I have Jay right in. Okay. Um, two, two-time Master Coach of the Year, six-time Big East Coach of the Year, first guy to lead his team to four consecutive 30-win teams in the history of N- in the NCAA. He had two national championships in Villanova, which is kind of crazy. I know, I know Raleigh Massimino got that one, and Raleigh's been a finalist before, but it's not in. Um, but, like, Villanova wasn't exact. They were a middling Big East team before he got there at that point. And he has just completely taken over three final fours, four lead eights, four sweet sixteens. Uh, and it's meant he received the wooden award for legends of coaching. Like he's just, he's by far the best college basketball coach who's not in the hall. Um, and for that reason, I think you just vote him in and forget about it. Now, like I said, I only only do this because I have five. If if we if we change the rules and you can vote for everybody, I'm voting for Wallace. I'm voting for Hardaway. I'm thinking about Johnson, Cooper, and Adelman just because I can't vote for everybody in my head. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so I'm I'm voting for definitely seven, and I'd have to give more thought to the other three. Cooper, I'm probably leaning more towards yes than no, but I would definitely vote for the seven
0: if there no, was just the way we did okay yeah. so so let's uh, then go here if there's one person you would take out let's say you were voting nine who's your tenth guy like who's Adelman, your weakest yeah uh, for me it's between Adelman and Cooper so you have Mark Johnson ahead of Cooper then I do
1: okay yeah I think I have Cooper slightly over Johnson I have Adelman no offense to him he was a very good coach but right just on this list, I have him I have him ninth. So. Which I
0: guess is a really testament to what we have. I mean, we're talking about the Naismith Hall that we rag on a lot. I know I've ragged on it a shit ton. And there's a hell of a lot of people in that hall. It's a bloated hall. But if Rick Edelman is your worst candidate out of 10 North American candidates, this is a pretty damn good list.
1: Yeah, it is. I, I I can't I can't, keep, I can't do it anymore. I'm giving you two names. You tell me who's in the hall and who is someone who passed away this week. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm I'm going back in time here a little bit. We're going to go with J. Dallas Shirley
0: or John Polkinghorne. What the fuck? Okay, so what? Am, one of these people is in the basketball Hall of Fame, and the other one just died. And the other one just died this week on the ninth
1: of March, and is as famous enough that they have a Wikipedia page.
0: Okay, uh, I'll, I'm. I'm going to guess that John Dallas Shirley, because I just like three names, is in the Hall. That he was some Southern coach or something. Who is he?
1: He, Jake Dallas Shirley, is in the Hall of
0: Fame. He okay. is a referee. He's a referee. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Here, here we go. One, uh, a couple more of these, and then we'll move on. Oh, um, fuck. Let's go with. Uh, but, but. So good. the funny thing about this is, so many of these people have fun nicknames that it's like if I said "Flat Gill," you'd be like, "Oh, that's got to be a basketball guy," mm-hmm. just because "Flat Gill" just seems like one of those guys. All right, so we're gonna go with. Um, let's see here. We will go with. Uh, Danny Macalindon, mm-hmm. or Forrest DiBernardi. DiBernardi. Sorry. Well, you said Forrest DiBernardi?
0: Yes. That's
1: correct. Forrest DiBernardi was a player. Okay. And uh, and uh, Mr. Mac uh, Macalindon is a boxer from Northern Ireland. One last one.
0: Okay.
1: We're going to go with... Um, I need a good name here. We will go with... Birgitta Rasmussen. Or...
0: Ulyana Semyonova. Semyonova. Oh man, you're good at this game. I just I'm just honest, I'm just guessing that it was more likely that there was a Russian woman in this.
1: <laughs> that that is true. I was just trying to pick uh I was just trying to pick uh, someone like I should have just gone with Bandula, uh, Bandula Jaya Sakara and you wouldn't had no idea where that person was from. <laughs> so that was a Sri Lankan diplomat who passed away this week. So yeah, you're mm. pretty good at this game, but there's some there's some names on here. I'm just like, who the heck is, you know? It's going through, um, I don't
0: know, like Maurice Podolov. Oh, okay, him I know. Paul Endicott. Maurice Podolov, he was a commissioner.
1: yeah, it's true. I'm I'm just picking names. Uh, Tony Hinkle? No, I don't know. Lynn W. St. John? No. Frank Morganrack? No. Arthur Schabinger? No. uh... Like, it's just who I, most of these people, it's just Edgar Diddle.
0: I remember what, what, a, one up. what a terrible name to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough name. Oh my God. Excuse me. Oh yes, Mr. Diddle will see you now. <laughs> yeah, you definitely cannot be a gynecologist. <laughs> That's <my> last name. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Diddle.
1: Yeah. How about Oswald Tower? That just sounds like a, a company that does... Uh, Electrical lines. So anyway, uh, so for the ladies, we should we do not want to leave them out.
0: No, we don't. Uh, again, for for because, very because, 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 because again, this is a great group of women. Absolutely, that they nominated. Uh, so yeah, we have Lita Andrews. Uh, that's not a name that's going to ring out to a whole lot of people. I think to, to you and I, it does only because she's been nominated before for the Nesmith right, Hall of but, fame. But why, hmm. Tell the people why she's nominated. Well, because she has more wins than. Anybody that's male or female in high school ball, she has more in any in any version of the sport. Oh, it has, she has to be more wins than anybody. Like was it one thousand three hundred and something wins or something? Disgusting. Yeah, could It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and so she is a Hall of Famer already. A women's basketball Hall of Fame class of twenty ten. Uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 a hard one to sort of keep out. Because they do recognize high school accomplishments with coaches, so how the only thing I think that keeps her out is she' only has one state title, only one yeah. but that state's Texas we're not talking about Rhode Island or anything like that, right so <laughs> right yeah it, it's it's a very impressive yeah. thing, so I would imagine at some point in time uh, Miss Andrews is going to get in how can she not? Uh, but again, I, I, don't know how they're thinking, whether they want to sort of like only vote for certain amounts. Cause like, again, if I'm playing this game in my head and I kind of am, if I'm voting for two of them, I'm not voting for her. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And she's been on this list a bunch.
0: So. Cause then look at these two players. Oh, Are you there?
1: Sorry. Um, she's been on, the, she's been on yeah. this list at least uh, three other times in mm-hmm. 15, 16, and 19. Um, so it, it, she's, she's been there for a while. But, yeah, the, the women the, – the, the players are
0: – Like, oh, my God. I mean, we'll l- just – look at the, the weaker – and I, I hate even using that word – but the weaker of the two player candidates. Yolanda, Yolanda Griffith, seven-time WNBA All-Star, yeah. two-time gold medalist for the United States – Champion in the WNBA with Sacramento, All Defensive Player of the Year, and a former WNBA MVP. What more do you want? Oh, I have something more. Uh, Division Two Player of the Year. Boom. (laughs) It's and she's and she's a lesser candidate. And I I hate that that term, but it's but it's true. Then Lauren Jackson, one of the top female players. Actually, I can argue probably the best non-American female player ever. Mm. That's probably true. Also a seven-time All-Star, three-time MVP, two-time champion in the WNBA, and carried Australia on her back to three Olympic silver medals. Yeah. Like, yes. like that's, that's insane.
1: Yeah. She's uh member of the she was a member of the all decade team. She went the one of the twenty best players of their twenty year uh thing back in twenty six. I'm presuming they'll probably come out a twenty five uh twenty five year team this year would be my guess. Quarter mm-hmm. century team, and she's gonna be on that too. She's oh, defensive so. player of the year and the senior she led the league in rebounding and points per game. She was defensive player of the year. <laughs>
0: it's it's disgusting. It is sick. <laughs>
1: It's like, ridiculous like how, how good she was.
0: Like, how can you be have all these the accolades of y- Yolanda Griffith and look up at Lauren Jackson at anyone? But, yeah. but here it is.
1: Yeah. Well, here, here's what I would say: if we're just doing a flat out vote, and I can only vote for five, Lauren Jackson is no worse than my third vote.
0: I, I'd have to agree with and, that. I, how do you not? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean. As much as, yeah, I think I think she even has to go over Russell, even as much as I love Russell and what he did and everything else. Like, I, I'm putting Russell's candidacy fourth, or Bosh moving him down to fourth is, is, they're still getting in the hall. But she's, she's that good. Uh, and there are going to be people decrying, but it's women's basketball. I don't think that matters.
0: Well, not for this. She's... <laughs> Not for what yeah, we're talking and about, and, and and you've heard me rag on women's basketball all the time, but I'm more ragging I mean, on certain aspects of it. When, how do I put this? When, when when I'm when the in the WNBA when they're saying how they should be paid similarly to the NBA, no, and I'm not going to go into I mean, that all today. That that's that's maybe for another show or listen back to some old shows. We're talking about the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame and what it represents. Lauren Jackson wasn't there to compete against men. She was there to compete against women and she did it better yep. than almost anyone else. Boom. That's it. Yep. yep. 100%. And our fourth candidate? Uh, Marianne Stanley. Uh, I honestly, this is one, I mean, I heard of her, but I did not, I either forgot or never knew that Old Dominion was a champion 1985. I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, so I do know that because I used to, my uh, school used to be in their conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so Old Dominion basketball was a big freaking deal. Um, and when we, American, beat um, Old Dominion uh, in the tournament, in, uh, in the, the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association tournament, one year, and uh, they, there wasn't there wasn't an auto bid for winning the tournament, and they still put Old Dominion in over AU. AU was like ranked in the top twenty five, won their conference tournament, and did not make the NCAA tournament for women's basketball. And they're like, yeah. And I just remember them talking about it on Selection Show on ESPN because there's a picture of the girls team being disappointed. And the that, that guy in the background of the picture in the newspaper is me. Um, I was like <laughs> I was sitting right behind the team while we were watching, and they're all like, "Yeah, with the pedigree, like, uh, like Old Dominion, American's going to have to like keep going for longer." I'm just like, "Oh, that sucks." Uh, but yeah, I mean, Old Dominion it was a absolute powerhouse in the the beginnings of call of women's college basketball matter. So.
0: Because the NCAA – I'm trying to think. When did the NCAA start a women's tournament? 81, if I'm guessing? No, I mean, there was always tournaments, right? One. But 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 like the women's version of the Final Four.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll find out. I'm, the reason I'm sort of thinking it because I'm just remembering when I was sort of like writing up something about uh, Pat Summit. Mm-hmm. Whose career was like, like as Tennessee coach began in the 70s. And I'm just like writing up the list of athletes. Hmm?
1: You're right, it's 81 82
0: season. Look at that! yeah. from downtown. It's impressive, thank you.
1: It's cool, it's the other side of the film.
0: <laughs> of course, that only lasts for like a few minutes, and then you got to flip it over again. But I don't know. So yeah, I mean like this is this is such an impressive list. This is this might be one of the most impressive list of finalists I've seen in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So kudos on them. Yeah. I rag on you all the time, Springfield, but I'm very impressed.
1: Yeah. And I mean I don't think all of them are getting in like no, we had of course last not. year. I think last week was just kind of a we're just gonna vote these folks in and then not worry about it, just move on. Um, with particularly with everything going on with COVID, uh, and again, not that not that any of those people were not deserving because they all were, um, but yeah, this is a, this is a very very strong, very strong class, or a very strong list of candidates, and whoever's not elected will almost definitely be back next year.
0: Uh, I would say so. I would say so. Uh, do you have someone to who you're personally rooting for?
1: I mean, I mean, I, obviously, knowing how much I know about him, Russell getting in, but but outside of Russell, um, I think my answer is for people I'm not sure are going to get in. Yeah, the answer is probably Weber.
0: Yeah, same, same. Okay,
1: yeah. so would it, it, it would be nice for Hardaway, um, but Weber, I think. I would take Weber over
0: Hardaway every single day. Yeah, no, I'm, myself also. Uh, I, Weber, I think, is, is really – well, I, I've been on that one for a long time, so I'm not going to beat that dead horse. Here's what we want to beat up now. Evans presenting his third weekly anti-sportsman of the week. And I already know it's who it is.
1: Third, I feel like it's fourth or fifth at this point. But anyway, continue.
0: Well, well you, you rip on a lot of people. We just have sort of made it official now.
1: That is true. We didn't, we didn't have a title for the first couple. So I guess it was to be third. Uh, but the anti sportsman of the week, as I said, uh, as much as I love Big Poppy, his uh, former 2004 teammates have been letting me down. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And one of, whom, one of whom, of course, is Johnny Damon. Uh, the unfrozen caveman outfielder who uh who got pulled over for DUI and of course you understand it, it's like the Ray Rice video. You can sort of understand what things are, but as soon as you see it on video it's way worse than you than you mentally pictured. Oh yes. Uh, Johnny Damon two hours after he was arrested blew a point three. Two a- hours. <laughs> After he was
0: arrested, he blew a point through. That should be on his on the back and of his baseball card.
1: Like Wayne Bons is like, man, that's impressive. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, but he got pulled over for swerving all over the place. His wife got out of the car. He tries to get out of the car, turns off the engine, and then they basically resist arrest and kind of assault the police officer here. And, of course, because they are the skin tone that they are, there's no shots fired, no taser, no anything like that. He does get his ass arrested, but it, it's not too bad. But he then goes on to say that the only reason they were doing this was that he was a Trump supporter. I, di-
0: I didn't know that he was until this happened. But then I, I, did, I did know he was. Uh, because if you've ever... So,
1: my wife likes watching the new version of the Soup. Uh, and uh, oh, women
0: oh, the on there. What? It's actually pretty funny. you know The Soup? Is that the show that used to have Greg Kinnear host it years ago? Yes. Okay, then, okay.
1: It, it had Joel McHale yeah. for a while, and now it has, I can't think of her name right now, she's uh, Portuguese. Um, but she, uh, they talk a lot about the show Below Decks, where Johnny Damon is a frequent, um, he's not a cast member, but he shows up a lot because his wife is involved in that show. As what? So, from she's part of the cast, I guess, of that show. I don't know. I only know it from the suit. Okay. Um, so, uh, Johnny shows up and is pretty outspoken about his stuff. So I knew about that, but just like, Actually, you know what? I don't know if I'm more upset at Johnny. I mean, first of all, just driving. He's got, like, four kids under the age of – they're, like, teenagers and below. Like, low teenagers, like 12, 13 and below.
0: Wait, I, I didn't see first this. All, the, were there kids in the car, Evan? No, it's just the two of them. Okay. But, but like, you're a freaking adult, dude. dude. We live in a
1: world of Uber and Lyft and all of those things as mm-hmm. well. First of all, don't go out and get yourself trashed in the circumstances of a 47-year-old man. At some point, you got to outgrow that. And secondly, if you're not going to outgrow that, just call yourself an Uber. Like, the dude has enough money, I think, to cover it.
0: So well, just I, I, I'm a 48-year-old year old guy, who guy who has not it. Get a limo service. Is that, yeah. like, just don't do that. Or, or here's a, another thought. Maybe you both don't get trashed. What yeah. if, if you if you decide you're not going to like... A, you don't want to be on a Lyft thing or any of that Uber stuff because, hey, I'm Johnny Damon or, hey, I'm whatever her name is. I don't want to be on any kind of TV or something. Okay, just one of you be responsible. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. You have to yeah, it, it's not that hard. I do have to
1: say, I was thinking... The other a hole of the week, maybe the lawyer, who is like, "This is an inappropriate way to pull somebody over." Like they didn't have enough suspicion. The dude almost hits a guardrail, and then this blows a point three two hours later. Maybe that shouldn't be your argument.
0: <laughs> I-, I think he also used the word, "You know, this is a sh- this is a way that you can teach uh, cops how not to de-escalate." Like, really? Yeah. Is-, is this what we're going with? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you see anything that happened last summer?
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. And, and that's regardless of whether you're a what? Trump guy or not, because you can make cases on both sides of that aisle. Oh, oh my God. Like, Holy shit. Johnny Damon,
1: you are an asshole this week. <laughs> so you get, or not this week. It's a while ago. He got arrested a while, but you are, you are definitely the non-sportsman of the week. And believe me, you, who you support politically had nothing to do with the fact you blew a 0.3 two hours
0: later. Uh, no, I, I – it's, it's – actually I'm amazed with at a point three oh that he was coherent enough to sort of figure, figure – or determine that, well, this is all because of his political views. I understand that there's a lot of right-wing people who feel a little disenfranchised and maybe in some cases they are. When you're driving completely obliterated, that's maybe not one of those times. I don't know. Probably not one of those. Times. So anyway. So yeah, so there's my non-sportsman
1: of the week. Uh, it just when I saw that video, it's just like, oh to tomorrow a line for Bill Simmons when he talks to John O'Connell. Oh
0: Johnny. <laughs> You know, next week, don't tell me ahead of time who it's going to be. I, I want to, I want to see if I can guess.
1: Okay, no problem. It was, it was pretty clear this week. There's some weeks it's pretty clear, um, but yeah, this week, as soon as I saw, him, I'm like, yeah, that, that has to be it. So, well, there, Johnny Damon. There,
0: there's always going to be a few, and I will not be doing another cameo. That, that bit is dead.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, like the shirt, updating the shirt. Johnny Damon looks like Jesus throws like Mary acts like Judas
0: drinks like uh, I don't know <laughs> drinks like like uh, well if you look like Jesus you can make your own wine all the time I guess that's true I would think so drinks like W.C. Fields Jesus, like we don't have enough like throwbacks because we really need to get that over 120 demographic
1: hey man Anytime you can get Dugan Fife and WC Fields into the same podcast,
0: you are doing your job. It's a first. <laughs> it's got to be a first. Well, next week, we've got <laughs> our big, big celebratory, masturbatory congratulations to ourselves. We don't know if there's going to be Hall of Fame news in the world in other halls, but it is in ours. Tell everyone what do you about mean, it. ours? Ours, <laughs> ours. Well, we created one, and it's incorporated and all. Absolutely. You can even follow it on Twitter. Just op- just on today at the USA H O F. Hmm, H O F. We know that's Hall of Fame, USA, United States of America. Why, it's the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. We've yeah. talked about it, and we built it. And if you build it, they will come unless they're dead and then we're going to induct them anyway.
1: Oh. Well, at least, at least they'll media vote.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. And it is the first ever hall of fame, truly run by the people for the people, for the people, by the people. We'll talk a lot more about it, but check it out. Cause it's already up, not in hall of fame forward slash USA.
1: Yeah. And ex- expect the uh, press release in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Vote early, vote often. Only vote once per day. Yes. Uh, vote, vote for who you want. That, the list of people is – we. there are 130 candidates, and the list is insane. The list is – like the people who aren't on the list is insane.
0: Yeah, and, um, and what absolutely. Evan and I are – really, I think what we'll talk about next week is really our whole process. We said – when we set out yeah. that we were going to make this super transparent, so this isn't just Evan and I sending messages back and forth. I mean, we we'll started off that way, as to who we thought should be in it. We got a pretty good expert group, and we'll be telling you all about that. Who helped participate and how we want to see it grow. Uh, we are super excited. If I sound really corny and cheesy, it's because that's how I feel. I, this, I'm I'm thr- I'm stoked about this.
1: Just call you Smart Food because you're cheesy and corny at the same
0: time. Damn, sorry. Like yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, and, it, and I was, um, I'll just say this, and we'll talk about the process. I thought this was a joke, sort of, like, like a fun thing to talk about, until our Zoom call last fall, and then I was like, wait a second, this may be a little more serious than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I came into that Zoom call expecting you and me and our normal cast of characters, and there were some uh, much higher quality characters, that, no, no offense to our normal cast characters, it's so a bunch of higher quality people in there than I anticipated. So
0: We, we got higher-end Muppets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So All anyway, right. so, uh, well, no, but I'm excited to talk about that next week, man. And we yes. um, yeah, got a little work to do right still between now and then, but not a ton. Uh, the lion's share, I'm going to say this right now. I've been a participant. I've helped with some of the background work with the lion's share of getting everything up online and everything goes to Ted, who helps with us. And, of course, the created everything is, is the chairman himself uh, on, on the line with me. So the two of those guys did the back line, uh, lion's share of the work on this. I just uh, – I helped edit a few things and got a lawyer. So. <laughs> well, that's some pretty important stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, and I'd like uh, to shout that out too. Thank you to uh, Ali Elmanzare who helped us with this, uh, getting this all set up on the back end. Ali, who I went to law school with back in Boston and is now an attorney down in South Carolina did a great job for us and really, really fast job for us mm-hmm. at a very reasonable price. So if you're looking, if you're looking to trademark something, I highly recommend her.
0: So there you go. Sponsored this week by Ali. Yeah,
1: well, she sponsored it just
0: by getting the work done. Yes. Work that I was not able
1: to do. So good for her. So, uh, no, but it was was really, uh, it's been fun so far, and I'm hoping it's going to be fun for a long time.
0: I uh, hope if if it ever stops being fun, then we did something wrong.
1: Exactly right, yeah. And I do have to say, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, uh, that it was going to be coming out, and they're like, oh, so are you guys doing the picking? I said, no, we do the nominating but I want to point this out again. The picking is all done. Who gets in is all by votes from the public. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with us. And at the end, correct me I'm wrong, we're going to publish how everybody did.
0: Yes. Correct? Completely transparent. Yeah. So like, by, yeah. Openly transparent as possible on
1: this whole thing. Uh, the nominating, we can, I, don't, I actually don't have my original list I gave you for who I nominated because I accidentally deleted it. I hope you still have it. Somewhere. So I do have the finalists for or the, the numbers for how people got nominated on the list. But we ended up with 130.
0: Yeah, 130. Plus,
1: 100 coaches with 100 contributors, right?
0: Yeah, 100 coaches, 100 contributors. And it's just going to advance. Well, you know what? We're, we're sort of uh, talking more about what we're going to do next week. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's, let's stop before we go. Because we could go on for like another hour about this. And we should say that for
1: when we actually have something that we can – officially talking about. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. With that everyone stay safe and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. I guess. I guess. I guess. I
1: guess. I guess. I guess.